I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Greatest Games on Football Ramble Daily in association with the Blizzard. My name is Marcus Speller, Jonathan Wilson is opposite me as always. And today we welcome Flo Lloyd-Hughes to the podcast, sports journalist and broadcaster. Flo, lovely to have you here. Hello, thanks for having me. So Flo, you've gone for the uh, momentous occasion on the final day of the 2011-12 Premier League season when Manchester City beat Queen's Park Rangers 3-2 to clinch the title with that late Sergio Aguero goal. But you are a QPR fan, so why have you gone for this game? So I went for this game because as a football fan, I just think it's one of the most incredible games of football that's ever happened. Um, I also was there, so I think from an occasion point of view, as an away fan, it was really special. Um, I also think things happened in that game that were just so ridiculous, that there's so many elements to it, there's so many threads. Um, I was just saying to Jonathan before we started about actually what happened at the Stoke Bolton game as well was quite mad. So as a kind of end to that season it was a fitting sort of chaotic tribute I guess Mm. Um, and I also think the chaos kind of sums up the last decade for QPR a very weird and chaotic kind of silly decade for them as a club so I think it's quite a nice kind of roundup and I think it was 
it was something that being a fan there that I've never experienced, which is actually a shared joy. Because in football, you know, to put it as a cliche, there's there's a winner and a loser, right? Mm. But because of that result and because of what happened elsewhere, actually at the end of the day, everyone won. And it was an experience that I'd never seen in football. And maybe in Germany where there's not, you know, as much kind of nasty segregation in some in some stadiums and maybe mm. it's a little bit friendlier. Mm. Um, or the Putney end at Fulham. Or the Putney, you know? or the, yeah, the neutral stand at Fulham. <laughs> uh, you might not have this, but actually in the away end, at the final whistle, the security just marched off. They just let the... Because, you know, it's at the Etihad, they had that weird, it's the same stand, but they just have security guards standing in between you, yeah. which seems like a ridiculous, silly kind of... Um, you know, I don't know why you do that because you're just asking for trouble, especially at a derby <laughs> game. But yeah, they just all just marched off and just thought, well, these both sets of fans are having a wicked time. No one's too angry. Let's just let them hang out and party together. Mm. And that was why I came away thinking, God, that was a bit weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, one, one can forget actually in that game, obviously, that we remember it for the Martin Tyler commentary, a phenomenal end to the season. And that's, of course, you're a Manchester United fan. First time, I think, the Premier League had been decided on goal difference. Blah, 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 blah. But QPR did play their part in that game. You know, you, one can forget that, you know, if they hadn't have, have dug in, scored the two goals and, and so on and so forth. Um, I mean, it was an incredible day. I actually watched that game in, in Hammersmith in West London with a load of QPR fans. And I remember coming out, I know what you mean by the, the, the sort of spectacle. I came out of the pub and I had a bit of a headache. And I think it's maybe the only time, maybe one or two other times that that's happened because of just the intensity, the whole occasion. It was just, it was something else, Jonathan, you know, that, that end of the season. I mean, we've had some good ends of the season. I remember we spoke about on, on the podcast previously about Liverpool going, uh, sorry, Blackburn going to Liverpool and Manchester United, obviously. But the last day of the Premier League season for drama, this is up there. Well, and the number of things that had to happen to get to that point. Yeah. So, you know, people talk about Aguero's goal. Mm. Let me put it to you that the moment when Manchester City won that title was 80 minutes into their home game against Sunderland. When Matthew, Sunderland, he always manages. When <laughs> Martin O'Neill took off Matthew Kilgallen uh, for uh, Sotiris Krigiakos yeah. and Sunderland squandered a 3-1 lead to draw 3-3. Yeah. And if City hadn't got that point, wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't have mattered, you see. So I mean, City had that. You know, they were in a good position going into the march. They had that big wobble in the march, where they lost at Swansea. They went out of the Europa League and away goes to Sporting. They drew against Stoke. They had the three three against Sunderland. Um, then they lost one 0 at Arsenal. The game where Balotelli should have been sent off in the first half. Mm-hmm. Eventually managed to get himself sent off in the second half. <laughs> and it just seemed like City had been City again. That everything had collapsed. Yeah. And at that point, United were eight points clear with six games to go. Yeah. And United, although they'd lost a lead, a lead similar to that in 97-8 to Arsenal, their reputation was of ruthless winners who well, don't lose It was leads. Ferguson's Man United, yeah. lest we forget. Well, it still was in 97-8, but somehow of course, the, yeah, their but reputation it, yeah. had... And also, in the ground that day, actually speaking of kind of like, you know, you know, City, you know, collapsing a little bit, they were playing this montage, and I just, if I was the the kind of video slash PA team, I'd say, why are you doing that? And it was this clock ticking down all the years till the oh title. Oh my like, goodness. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I was thinking, what are you doing? No, no, yeah. this is a terrible idea. And when I was watching back the game yesterday, there, there's clips of fans 
absolutely losing it, mm. like ripping off their shirts, throwing them down on the floor. Cry- there was a guy crying um, when when QPR went two one up, crying his eyes out, and his dad like cuddling him. <laughs> and you just thought, oh my word, you know, you, you they set themselves up for that. I mean, what it must have been like to be a City fan. Yeah. And kind of witnessing your team completely collapse on the edge of something you've been waiting for for so long was just baffling. And especially to lose it to them. Well, absolutely. But we say this, we've mentioned this in previous podcasts and so on, that when you think a job's done and you go out, because that clock ticking, they think it's done. All yeah. they got to do is beat QPR, who only just survived by the skin of their teeth. Like, wait till you're over the line for crying out loud. How many more and examples the is, do you they, need? They, they had the title won by being a march. They chucked it away. Yes. They then won six games in a row, yeah. including beating United. Yeah, company One nil with the company header, the third last game of the season. So that, that game really should have been... You know, the, the, the game that we, we talk about today as being the, the, the critical moment when City went from being you know, incredibly wealthy but haven't done anything... Mm to being champions we shouldn't be talking about this game that we are talking about we should be talking about that company header and the 1-0 win that should be the game absolutely but they're City so they can't do it like that (laughs) they have to try and mess it up again Mm -hmm. and all credit to them yeah well and and, and, you know when they beat Manchester United in the semi-final in the previous FA Cup which of course they went on to win a lot of Man City fans said oh that was the moment when we really threw the shackles off well had they not have beaten QPR I actually think the shackles would have probably remained. Um, if Matthew Kilgallen had stayed on the pitch. And, and it's always worth remembering that moment, of course. Um, but what about QPR themselves? Because, you know, they were in a relegation fight. Neil Warnock was in charge uh, at the start of the season until January, and then Mark Hughes came in. Uh, and it wasn't a particularly sort of happy place, was it, really? And, and, and there was, well, as I say, they only survived by the skin of their teeth. Um, and, and they'd previously been promoted, of course, to the Premier League. What what was the mood at at Queen's Park Rangers? You know, it was a bit of a strange one because in the lead up to that game, we'd actually been on a weird run of beating good clubs. Mm. Um, And even in the home fixture against City, we only lost 3-2. So we had previous kind of good form against the big clubs. I remember that. It was quite a good battle game. The other game game. I was going to choose was that 3-2 against Liverpool where Jamie Mackey scored in kind of the 90th minute or whatever and we won 3-2. so weirdly, Hughes, although I wasn't, you know, I don't think any QPR fan is particularly pleased with his reign at the club. And that's mainly for other reasons, classic reasons in football where, you know, a manager's agent signs all the other players into his group, whatever. Uh, that's a side. That's, a, that's another podcast. Um, it was more, you know, weirdly, he, you know, he managed to get the players up for the big games. We got good results against uh, Arsenal, got good results against Spurs. We um, beat Chelsea. There were weird things that happened. Um, but yeah, we then didn't really necessarily perform against the big clubs. But looking back at that squad um, in, in the game is quite hilarious. I mean, you've got the Gibral Cissés, yeah. the Sean Wright Phillips. I mean, it's a bit of a who's who of, I know what you of mean. mid-table not necessar- Premier League players. Not necessarily the players you'd want for a relegation scrap. No. I mean, Cissé, when he came, um, he actually, you know, he scored some some good goal, good and important goals for us. A very important one against, against Stoke. Um, and he did his old kind of classic backflip, but yeah, it was it was it was a strange time, and I think QPR fans felt like we were heading towards the inevitable. Um, I mean, obviously we managed to hold on for one more season, but actually it was a bit of a pointless, uh, pointless 
kind of situation. But I guess we cashed in on that, but it didn't really matter because we still got FPP to, to deal with. But yeah, it was a strange season. Um, and I think that's why this game kind of... Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's QPR, a good... They've been a basket case of a club, really, in, in, in those sort of kind of years. But going into that match on the last day of the season, when you think about the other sides who were down there, was it... Um... Well, there were two points clear of Bolton. They, yes. they, they were the two key teams. I mean, I guess Villa could have got dragged into it. but yeah. And then looking at, you know, we're two points clear, but we've got to go to City. Well, that's the, this and is And Bolton the point. are going to Stoke, right? right? Yeah. Uh, so obviously Blackburn and Wolves went down with, with Bolton, but surely QPR fans must have thought, you know, Stoke have to, and, and of course that's the way it, it, it worked out. Stoke have to do them a favour, but really, as a QPR fan, you must have thought this might be the last time, maybe for a while, I might see my team in the Premier League. Yeah, definitely. But then I still had that sort of faith of. But the thing is, we've got good results against big clubs this Jamie season, Mackey. and we've got Jamie Mackey, the man <laughs> who never gives up. I mean, it's ridiculous. The energy is like a little puppy, just runs around everywhere. And at one point, you did kind of believe actually you know, this is it. This is kind of the destiny of us fulfilling the prophecy of stopping City winning the title, um, which I never kind of thought. But yeah, the whole game, when you just watch it back, it just flips and flops in such a strange way. You know, I've got Paddy Kenny in goal, kind of a Warnock favourite, yeah. um, won our player of the season in the promotion year, which is ridiculous because Adele Tarap didn't win it. Don't ask me why QPR fans did that. Um, but you've got Panny Keddy there who makes that terrible mistake for the Zabaleta goal, which weirdly, until I watched it back yesterday, I didn't realise it was actually Zabaleta's only goal of the season. Yeah. It was that goal he scored that day. No, he was a weirdly um, potent attacking threat in this game. Yeah. It was like the first hour he has the three best chances to yeah. see. So Paddy Kenny starts the game quite well, concedes the Zabaleta goal where he just pushes it into his own net, yep. um, then goes on to actually have a really, really good game, like mm-hmm. keeps out some really strong chances from Aguero, Balotelli, Silva. I mean, he's pulling them out out of nowhere. Then obviously, um, Cissé gets that goal. Mm. Julian Lescott header. Lescott's been pretty solid all season. So you're like, oh, wow, this is really unravelling then if Lescott's one, the one making the mistakes. Yeah. Maybe this, you know, people are just being overwhelmed by the occasion, the tension, the pressure, whatever. But I mean, those images you talk about, the City fans you know, in tears. Yeah. And lo- lo- just loads of pictures of them, so, you know, just sort of head in hands. That anxiety must... I mean, I know there's oh, well, a team full of, of you know, star players who won things all over the place. But that anxiety must transmit itself. Well, to the pitch. And it yeah. clearly did in the performance you of the team. You can hear it in the crowd. The oh. tension is just huge. I mean, they, they, they hadn't won the league since 1968. Yes, they'd won the FA Cup in the previous season, um, which was their first major silverware since the 1970s. Uh, but there was still a nervousness. There was still that in the Champions League because I think they went out in the group stages. They finished third, I think, in, in the Champions League. It's still, they still have an odd relationship with the Champions League despite Guardiola's kind of best efforts, I suppose, and being in a semi-final. Um, but you, you're right. I mean, I, I still cannot believe that clock that you spoke about at the start of the game. It was absolutely baffling. Um, th- th- such a kind of inferiority complex for obvious reasons for so many years with Manchester United. It all nearly came crashing down. On, on, on this final day we'll go into more detail um, we'll have a quick break and we'll, and we'll go into more detail on the match so bear with us we'll be back in a sec from their right back Sheffield equalises what do you know about this still time just Hi. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Welcome back to Greatest Games on Football Ramble Daily in association with the Blizzard. Now then, let's let's let, let's go more um, into detail about the game. So, when it started, were the City fans in, in good voice to begin with, or w- or were they nervous from the start? I think it was it was nervousness on both sides because there was so much at stake. Yeah, which is which is quite rare, I think, these days. I mean, I think that's the, definitely the best title race we've had in a while. Mm. Um, and I remember. It was so vividly like our whole trip there because we drove up. Um, my brother and I shared the driving. We drove up in uh, the 2001 VW Lupo <laughs> that we had um, that my brother had already nearly written off once and my mum had like patched together <laughs> with bits and pieces. Like the bumper I'd knocked off once and we just got cable ties and nice. cable tied it back on. Yeah. And it was this tiny little sort of metal car that on the motorway you could feel the whole side mm. shake. Anyway, so there were four of us packed up in there, <laughs> driving to Manchester. I think we must, yeah, we must have left at like eight o'clock in the morning or something. We managed to park in the city centre. Can't remember how or why we managed to get a good space. Um, it's probably, anyway. probably just thought it was a derelict car. Left yeah, there, they probably you know, thought someone just abandoned their yeah. vehicle. No, fine. don't give a ticket. They're not going um, to see that. And it was really funny because we'd gone to a lot of away games that season because um, I was in my uh, last year of school. 
um, and my brother was at uni, I think. So we both had a lot of spare time on our hands. And um, we'd spent the whole season getting the under-16 tickets mm. uh, and we'd got away with it every single ground <laughs> in the country until we got to the Etihad. Uh-huh. And the security guard was having none of it. So I was 18 at the time. My brother was 20. And we marched along in our under-16 tickets. You know, I think they were a tenner. So for a Premier League, it's like, well, you've got to mm. get that. Maybe 20. I can't quite remember. But anyway, we handed it to security guard and he looked at it and thought, nah, none of you are under-16. Apart from me, he'd let me in. Mm. Uh, I was with my brother's friends. So they were about similar age, 20, 21. So I, I was like, oh, shall I wait for you guys or shall I just go in? So I just went in anyway, left them. They had to queue up and pay. <laughs> so right. they missed like the first 10 minutes of the game because they had to queue up and pay the difference what because was, uh, I think it was like another tenner or okay, something. Right. So the, the security card was having none of it and said, you guys are under 16, you've got to go and pay the difference. Because <laughs> he said, did you have any ID? And they were like, no. Yeah. Anyway, so I was in there standing on my own. I had five live in my air trying to keep up with the other game. Like, oh God, are they ever going to come in? Am I going to spend the rest of the game <laughs> trying to make friends with these people around me? They eventually turn up um, and it was just, yeah, it was just so tense. There was nervous energy and excitement everywhere um but there wasn't it wasn't hostile which is yeah which i think is something quite rare in football it was kind of like you know if if things work out maybe we can all have fun yeah <laughs> I, yeah I, guess. I see what you mean well and it, so i mean the first half was fairly well, the, the, the most significant of the first half happens in sunderland yeah um, wayne rooney yeah wayne rooney puts puts united at sunderland uh which then means that that city are yeah the table as it stands at two points behind mm-hmm. that was a relevant mention for Sunderland there you see I don't know I, I, <laughs> seriously that Matt Kilgallen moment <laughs> there's, a, there's an athletic article in that is there I've no doubt there it's is like, it's <laughs> like the um, you know Kevin Bacon you'll never uh, whatever it is from Kevin Bacon in, in yeah, Hollywood six yeah Kevin six Bacon. degrees of yeah. Kevin Bacon it's never six degrees of Sunderland <laughs> well, if you're around Jonathan you know <laughs> um, so yes Wayne really puts uh, Manchester one and up and that adds to the tension of course and at this point mm-hmm. Bolton I think are 2-1 up right uh, and then we enter the second well, the, half well I mean the, the Bolton game is worth Yeah, we, we should talk about that let's talk yes. about it now so the the opening goal uh, which puts Stoke ahead there it really shouldn't stand. No, there was some there was some dodgy goals in that game. Um, so uh, John Walters absolutely clatters into Adam Bogdan, balls bundled in. Yeah, ninety five times out of hundred, it's given as a foul. Yeah. Uh, so Stoke have the lead. Bolton come back and you have a two one up by half time. Uh, and, and but like the, the two goals, they like there's a there's a clearance that hits coming with his and mm. loops in there were a couple of freak, freak uh, accidents and Kevin Davis sort of bundles one after that so it, 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 I think it's got twice last five minutes before half time so at, you know, at half time United are winning uh, and Bolton, Bolton are winning yeah. Yeah. which means that the result at the Etihad is not good for either no City or QPR. Well, but Man City were one 0 up at half time, though. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. because Abeleta obviously he, yeah. He yeah. scored. Which was, yeah, sorry, it's five minutes before half time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean that Abeleta goal was really the only sort of moment to talk about in the first half. And as you say, the first goal of the season seems quite odd. Um, but but that when that went in, I remember thinking, oh, Man City, that is that is exactly what you want. Just you know, a few minutes or whatever it was, just before half time. And it's such an odd goal. It's well. an odd goal. I still but can't you... quite work out what happened. <laughs> yeah, but you take it, don't you? And I thought to myself, 
That's that's gutting for QPR, but Man City Wolves breathe a huge sigh of relief, and 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 surely now. And you did, I did think, oh, we've that's opened the floodgates. It's yeah, going to yeah, be like four or five. Exactly, that should relax. That's how them. that kind of game works. Yeah, so we've exactly. all seen it. Uh, exactly. I, 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 indeed, we have. Because so, QPR would have to come out and attack, and that leaves yeah. spacing behind. Yeah. Sure. So we get into the second half, and uh, no more goals at Sunderland, of course, as would be the case. Um, and I mean, I can't really remember much before. Um, CC scores if there was sort of chances or anything like that. Well, there's that. the Aguero chance of a near post where Kenny makes a decent save. Oh, yes, that's right. Sort of clears it off the line a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I, I, surely if the second one had gone in, yeah. then you would think, okay, that, yeah. that plays out. But it didn't go in. And yeah, it was, it was that that um, CC goal was extremely lucky. I mean, Sean Mike Phillips just sticks out foot, gets a ho- hopeful kick on it. <laughs> then Lescott tries to kind of header it, but headers it back towards his own goal. And then Cissé runs onto it and does a classic, mm-hmm. emphatic Cissé strike. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was, I think there was just a bit of a, a moment of silence where people didn't really realise what had happened. We thought, <laughs> oh my word, we've actually scored a goal in this game. Yeah. Oh, it's, it took everybody by surprise. Yeah. I mean, even the fans in the pub I was with, they, they couldn't believe it. And then, of course, and, and, and Mark Hughes as well must be thinking, do you know what? If I can screw my old club over, you know, <laughs> handing the title to his, one of his other previous clubs, you know, I'm sure he would have enjoyed that. But yes, he says... Of course, uh, if you want another relevant Sondland mention, I do. he was uh, sacked during a 4-3 win over Sondland. Yeah, well, you see. All roads lead to Sunderland. <laughs> um, so yes, it's one all. And, and and what's the mood in the away and then? You're thinking, hang on a minute, there might be something in this for us. Yeah, well, I mean... kept you up on goal difference, didn't it? Yeah, the issue being we then would have to hold on for... <laughs> this is about 50 minutes, so a, a pretty long time to yes. hold out against a team that's very good and trying to win the title. <laughs> True enough. And then all hell breaks loose when Joey Barton... <laughs> Loses the plot. Well, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of city pressure even before that. Yes, so yeah, yeah, Clint yeah. Hill nearly heads a Nasri crossing his own net. Yeah. Um, there's a Zabaleta shot that, that sort of hits Aguero about six yards out and he yeah. can't quite They were pushing and pushing and pushing. It was and an onslaught. And keep on getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And then, yeah, Barton. <laughs> I mean, what on earth? Like, how... It, words fail me, quite frankly. I know. And also, I don't think, watching it back... I remember in the stadium, it looked so much worse than on, on the cameras. Oh, right, okay. Because in the stadium, it just looked like he was throwing arms at everyone, mm. whereas in the clips, it just looked, well, just, he elbows mm. Tevez and kicks out Aguero. But yeah. in I remember looking at and just watching him throwing arms at everyone and trying to tackle everyone. And basically, it was, yeah, it was this kind of thought of, well, if I'm going down, I'm yeah. taking you all with oh, me. Oh, it was a bit Scarface. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was that, you know. But, I mean, he himself has said he was... He was once, once he realised he'd been caught for the elbow on Tevez, which is a really nasty, yeah, uh, right on the throat of Tevez. Uh, his his idea was, I'll try and provoke one of them to come and off with me. Yeah. And also that Tevez elbow was completely pointless because Tevez didn't even have the ball at the time. Mm. I mean, oh, he was way off the ball. He yeah. was trying it's to stop the, the run. Yeah, on the other side. That's how obvious it was. It reminds me of when John Terry was sent off for Chelsea at the New Camp again for the kneeing Sanchez. Yes, yeah. and when but they obviously went through. Was that the game when Torres scored at the end? Yeah. Yeah, it was that game, yeah. When when you you thought to yourself, what, what on earth are you doing? Because as you say, so pointless. Not like it was, you know, Valverde for Real Madrid or something. Oh, it wasn't even, you know, just a, no, a high ball where yeah, exactly, the opportunity's yeah. there. Exactly. It's completely, of, it's weird. I mean, it's very Joey Barton thing to do of all players. Extremely unprofessional. And if there's any referee who you're not going to get away with that with, 
It is Mike Dean. Yeah. Mike Dino, yeah. yeah. He'll have you on that. Damn right he will, as he should do. Um, but I, I remember just looking at it in disbelief going, you blithering idiot, you've just got one all. There's something here. Man City, we know the tensions and so on and so forth. And the QPR fans that, that I was sat with in the pub, they, they, they were just like, what, what the hell are you playing at, man? You know, I mean, I suppose that would have been the vibe in the, in the away end. Yeah, I mean... Joe, well, although maybe I they mean, were used to it. You know, Barton is, by his nature, a divisive character and, and lots of fans liked him and lots of fans didn't. I think the problem with Joey Barton, he was an unreliable player. Hmm. Um, sometimes he was, you know, fantastic and, and also he had a reputation. So even when he didn't necessarily do the worst things, that reputation, you know, carried with him the whole of his career and he did get sent off for a few things that he shouldn't have got sent off for. So... In that way, it was a classic Barton way to kind of, you know, throw away everything a little bit. And it was really frustrating. Um, and then he went on to get banned for 12 games and moved to Marseille and we didn't even really see him again. Yeah. Um, so obviously that happens. <laughs> and then, uh, and then you know, City go on to have more and more chances. Well, there's a really incredible save from Kenny. The, the, from Miguero's no more than, what, five yards out? And okay, it's, it's not the hardest strike. But Kenny somehow manages to kind of scramble back and mm. grab it on the line. I mean, line. yeah, it could have been it could have been five one if yeah. Kenny hadn't pulled out some of the I mean, saves I, he had. I, I'm still not sure that I think Tevez probably is offside in the build up to that, but because it's Tevez who sort of knocks it down for Guerrero, and I can't see how he isn't offside. But yeah, there's no VAR, so yeah. And uh, this is when then when things start to really turn, which is when Mackie gets that <sighs> goal, and Troyore, who'd been terrible, yeah. The QPR all season, all season. I, I mean, some of the players we got, like, like I said, it was a bit of a who's who. We had Troy, we obviously had um, Wright Phillips and Cissé and all these, Ram Barton and Anton Ferdinand. It's a very strange team. Taiwo, that very random Syrian Nigerian defender who actually played quite well for QPR. But anyway, Troy just goes on this ridiculous run. I, I'd even, I'd call it a gallop. Yeah. And, 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 and he was... Really known for his pace and his career, but I never saw it until that day. Yeah. Because um, that's what he sort of came in for. And then puts in the best ball I've seen him put in all season. And then Jamie Mackey in a kind of classically Mackey style. It's not a nice finish. He heads it into the ground it's and bit, it bounces up. It's a bit of a torpedo style header, mm. if I remember correctly. And when that went in... I, I, and it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's a classic of its, it's time. Cause disbelief. It's sort of like the, it was a, you know, the keeper, and I think it's Zabaleta running back. Yeah, would have so, been that side. Yeah, a, a converging. It just goes between them and sort of bounces through and over them. And and it sort of goes into the roof of the net because he had yeah. it so downwards, yeah. it's bounced up. Uh-huh. And that actually helped because it was so hard to read for Joe Hart yeah. because it was like, whoop, and then yeah. so high. And that's on 66 minutes. So yes. there's still quite there's a long time left. Well, gone. when yeah. that goal goes in, you think City have bottled it. They, yeah. they've, they've, they, it, it, it was one of those moments in football when something happens, you think... Oh my goodness, this is happening. And that's when, on the broadcast footage, the tears, it's just tears, 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 everywhere, everywhere. People throwing their their shirts every... I mean, it was really intense. They know what the history of City is, the 30 years, 35 years. This is it again. Staring down the barrel of City fans thinking, are we seriously... Are we seriously going to throw it away? All we need to do, having got ourselves in this incredible position, is beat Queen's Park Rangers, not a great Queen's Park Rangers team, as we've discussed, on the last day at home. Just win. So we've got to do, and then you, you are Premier League champions. And not only are they not going to win the game, they're going to lose the game. Like, th- I don't think that 
I don't know. I don't know if they'd have ever recovered from that. And then it's double joy because a goal goes in at the Britannia. <laughs> yeah. So now it's two all in that Stoke Bolton game. Yeah. So as fans, we couldn't believe it <laughs> because it was we just celebrated the most ridiculous goal. Yeah. You know, in the club's kind of two thousands history, the most unlikely goal. As well. And then we then hear this goal's gone in at the Britannia. Yeah. And we're going absolutely ballistic. Yeah. While the city fans and I was on the edge of you know the barricade as it were, yeah. are bawling their eyes out about where you're sitting mm. here, Mark. Mm. It's like so close to me, and it's that that mad kind of you know highs and lows of football and why we obviously all love it. And then comes another onslaught of City yeah. attacking we've got 25 minutes of normal time <laughs> left and I actually Balotelli think... comes on Ed and Dzeko comes yeah, so on yeah so playing four just... front yeah uh, I actually think I mean I've sort of I've been thinking about this this season with Liverpool the Liverpool are clearly going to win the title mm. but they're going to win it in April yeah and it's going to in a sense it's going to be anticlimactic mm-hmm. you know 30 years of kind of of struggle and failure but were they not enjoy like the victory parade? Yeah, maybe. There is a sort of processional aspect to it. Yes. And maybe you do enjoy that. But is it the same as a cathartic release to say Arsenal had an 89 uh-huh. when you know, 18 years after their previous title they win it again? Or City here, uh, 44 years. 44 years after the previous title? Yes. It was, yeah, 1968, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but of course one can't pick and choose these things. You can't, but I, I just sort of For think, your nerves sake and for your grey hair, in the, I think in the, you'd... In the sort of, in the narrative of the club, they really, yeah, in terms of facing your own demons, your own capacity to mess it up, yeah, to, to actually mess it up in the key game but, but and it, still get away with it. But is it not quite poetic the, the way, you know, we are going to... I mean, we're talking as if Liverpool have won the league because they've pretty yeah, much won the league. Yeah, this is going to be a collector's item effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we'll Liverpool... Out quickly. But like. Liverpool are not really... They're not bottlers, though, like Man City would have no, called no, themselves. No, 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 they're not. And Man City were the inferior side quite distinctly in the city, whereas Liverpool are the bigger side in their city. And they, um, you know, they have one trophy. I mean, Champions League against Milan, you know, there's their kind of... Their, yeah, their no, that, that's, that's true. But it's just in terms of thinking of a moment that that is when the way ended. I mean, maybe, maybe that they'll look back at the final win at Leicester or something. I, I, I don't know. Mm. But it's, it's a different. I mean, I guess it's sort of having come so close last season. It would have been very easy to for that to weigh weigh yeah. down on them, and they haven't. They've just sort of picked themselves up and kept going. I may, maybe that is the, the catharsis, but yeah, I know it's, what you mean. It's a, I think for City, this was a yeah, but I, I a think, healthy thing in terms of dealing with their own. But I, th- I think the release for Liverpool is if they do, you know, go as you say with this, the, we could sound like absolute idiots. But, come in but if they do go on this, you know, win it in April or something, I think they will bask in that. Yeah, we're the biggest team and we're going round and we're the champions because I think that's what they want. Whereas Man City. This is more suited to them. You think, oh, they're going to bottle it, and it's like England winning a penalty shootout or something. Oh my goodness, we can't, we can't believe we won a penalty shootout. So, uh, yeah, but I, I mean, back to the game itself. I mean, so, so QPR. I think that's why I, I ended up leaving that pub with a headache because of the the emotions th- being thrown around so force forcibly when when the QPR fans are, are, are have that euphoric moment and, and they're looking at themselves thinking this could be one of the greatest results in our history or modern history, you could argue. But then of course City start throwing on the forwards. They start coming forward and you must have been bricking it. In the yeah. Uh, yeah. Like when we said there was four up front, I yeah. did think, I thought it was, I did sort of think it might be two all. Mm. 
I thought they were going to score, but I didn't think. I mean, you said you'd have settled for two all before. Yeah, I would have settled for two all. And actually, uh, it doesn't really work as a podcast, but I don't know if you guys want to put out on social media. My Uh my brother lives in the States now, but Uh I messaged him and said, Have you got any kind of stuff from the game, any pictures or anything? And he sent me a bunch of pictures. Um, I've got some funny ones of me, like having the time of my life, but also also a picture of of the scoreboard that we took a picture of at 2 1. Oh, no. And just thinking. Man, that was mad. Yeah. Like in the context uh-huh. of this. Um, and I also forgot until I watched the game that actually there was confetti, a bit like the ticking clock. There was confetti on the pitch oh already my. at the start oh of the game because I, th- I don't know if it was the fans or the club, I can't quite remember, had chucked something. So they were already <laughs> playing with a bunch of confetti on the field, which yeah. is also kind of like, you know, you're creating your own downfall <laughs> there a little bit. Yeah. So then five minutes of added time, yeah. which... Well, I, and they had been pretty relentless pressure. Yeah, so exactly. It's been another really good side. But to hold Kenny out till a, 90 minutes. Well, yeah. absolutely. But you, but you think to yourself, Man City have to score soon. Yeah. And then once it gets to injury time, you think two goals in injury time. I'm not sure about that. I think they've, I think they've, they've blown it. And of course, Manchester United, they only won one nil. But it, that, that's all they needed. And you thought, it's, I, honestly, I was sitting there thinking, I cannot believe they've stuffed this up against 10-man QPR. Yeah, this, 10 men. This is beyond embarrassing. <laughs> this this will destroy the psyche of this club. There was another great Kenny save, the Balotelli header save. Yes, it's really oh, yeah. this is immediately save. before the equaliser. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's in injury time. So City have started just putting corners yeah. into the six-yard box. Kenny's not coming for them, which maybe you would question. I mean, that's obviously not the time to question it. Uh, but yeah, there's the, the Balotelli header from one from the left, which he makes a great save from. Jacko's put a chance just earlier mm. into the side netting where yeah, it it, it's like one of those that from, in, yeah, of, from yeah. half a ground would have thought it had gone in. Mm-hmm. And and then I think it's from it's from that Kenny save they have the corner from the other side yeah. and Jacko scores. And that was at 91-17. Yeah. And there's five minutes of injury time. Yeah. And do you know what? What watching it back really annoyed me is that kickoff that QPR do and Jay Boothroyd's on the pitch now, lesser known Jay Boothroyd. <laughs> I think he went to China for a bit, but I have no idea what he's up to now. Did he play for Perugia as well? Yeah, he's he been did. around. He's definitely been around. Um, anyway, he decides to, from the kickoff, just boot yeah, it yeah. right into the corner Disastrous. and Joe Hart ends up taking a throw in and yeah. then obviously they build up the play. And I just thought, why are you doing that? I mean, that is wasting yeah. three seconds. Well, yeah. yeah. It, it, well, you could have knocked I, it back. You could have knocked it back. It wasted 20 seconds. Done, knocked it back a little bit and even pass it all the way back to Kenny, who yeah. then boots it. I and know. you wasted, yeah, 30 seconds to a minute. I mean, it's just idiotic. I saw that. Idiotic. But, but in, and it's that moment, actually, because when, when City scored the second, in my mind, it was. It was almost as with some Man City fans, it was almost like a consolation. It was like, well, at least we didn't lose the bloody game. And I'm sure some would have been like, come on, last few minutes. But you, that situation could have been managed better by QPR. And, and you're right, that moment with, with, where, where he just lumps it up the pitch, that is essentially going, right, you have it and, and bring it on again. It's inviting is, them to attack with what the tools they have for madness. another minute and a half. Just for, at least, as you say, John, for 20, 30 seconds, try, probably can't, but try at least take a ounce of sting out of the whole situation and that was just a bit like yeah go on then more fuel to your 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 fire which which of course you know I mean and the other thing you can do there I mean so the, the QPR fans were behind the goal where the two QPR yes. goals were yeah 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 so if you could somehow work a position where you can belt it into the QPR fans yeah 
That they kills hold 20 seconds. Yeah. Even if a ball boy chucks another ball on, yeah. chuck that ball back on, two balls on the pitch, you've got to stop it. Yep. Yeah, I know. It was really, really stupid. And I know in the commentary they noted that some City fans had left, you know, before it, yeah. the, the added time even went up. And I'm sure, they, none of them would, <laughs> I'm sure none of them would mention it, but I would love to meet a City fan yeah, yeah, who left yeah, 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 after yeah, yeah, yeah. that and was like banging on the door <laughs> to get back in because that is, I mean, teaching never to leave before the final whistle. But oh, Yeah, and then, you know, what happens, happens. Indeed, yeah. Well, the famous moment, of course, where uh, Balotelli sort of just about squeezes on the edge of the box. And actually, do you know what was really <sighs> weird, which I thought about, is um, Sammy Nasri makes a huge mistake because after Boothroy boots it out, uh, Joe Hart takes the throw in. I think Zappaletta then plays it a little bit. Sean Wright Phillips intercepts. Um, it hits a City player, but Nasri thinks it's come up a QPR player, so he lets it go out, and QPR oh. end up having a throw-in. Oh, yeah. And this is like, you know, 93-something. Um, and then, it, like, I remember the, comment, the commentary is something, oh, and Nasri leaves it out, lets it go out, but he shouldn't have, and mm. then obviously QPR take a terrible throw-in, and then <laughs> City turn over the ball, mm. and then obviously, you know, what it, happens? <laughs> that just that, yeah. When, when, it, it all... When, when you have a season of... Um, it was 38 games long and it all comes down to that moment it, it's almost it's almost like with cricket and you know when it all comes down to the final ball you know just a cricket world cup final when you it is it's so absorbing and it's just it, when it's on a knife edge and that scramble around the QPR box where there's, the people are throwing their bodies in the way Balotelli's trying to jinx it in and so on I goodness knows what Manchester United fans would have been doing watching that you know and and it can they squeeze it can and of course they do and it breaks to Aguero and he makes no mistake with well, that one. Aguero was a really really interesting interview with him uh, where he says that when Balotelli came on, yeah, he sort of said to Balotelli, "Look, I, stay near me and we'll play a one-two. That's the only way it's going to work with four of us on the pitch. Yeah, we've right. got to stay close together." And he said Balotelli, you know, he, he had never, never had any idea whether Balotelli was listening to him or whether he even understood him. <laughs> Balotelli was just blank, and he he played that ball into Balotelli, yeah. made the run. And said he was even thinking, is this idiot going to actually give it back to me? <laughs> and then it's Balotelli's only assist of the season. Yeah. yeah. Remarkable. There were a lot that. of firsts in that game, weren't yeah. there? It was weird. Yeah. And it all came together in the end. Uh, Aguero, you know, and, 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 and then it goes and it's just, that's it. Really, the, 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 the tide shifts. I know Manchester United then win the league, you know, Ferguson's the last season. And that's what's mad is there's that footage mm. of the Man U players... Is it, it, who's, who's, was it, it, was Phil Jones there at that point? I can't remember, but there's someone with their shirt off, I remember, celebrating. Like yeah. I think he must have been, like, yeah. yeah. And then well, they're waiting suddenly for the... they get they get word that... Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, well, they wait for, they're waiting for the trophy, oh, essentially, yeah. to be presented yeah. to them. I, and you know, some, a lot of Sunderland fans have stayed behind to watch the United fans. And so there's a lot of United ill feeling towards mm. Sunderland because Sunderland fans were pretty... Unpleasant to them after they lost. So yeah, mocking them. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, yeah, and that's also something I was worried about is if um, if City do throw it away, it's going to be really nasty. Mm. It's going to yeah. be nasty here. It's yeah. going to be nasty in town, and we're yeah, going to want to get yeah, away yeah, quite yeah. quickly if we're the ones who do it to them. Um, so in that way, I was also a bit relieved. <laughs> yeah, sure. But there's a, there's a moment where I, I forget, and this was Clint Hill saying on a on a Ramble Meets a number of years ago, where I can't remember if it was him. Or he was on the floor, or he was speaking to another player who was on the floor. When that goal goes in, you see a few QPR players just drop, and they think, "Oh, we've 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 messed yeah, it I up." Yeah, Ned Manua's like 
banging yeah. on the ground. Like, I can't believe uh-huh. we've thrown that away. But one of the players was obviously, whether it was in the celebration, had seen the reaction yeah. or had uh, got word and, and actually went around and went, no, so we're okay. Yeah, John because Walls I think, has done us a solid, I think you know, some of the players like, must have realised when the QPR fans celebrated yes. out of context yeah. that something must have happened to go their way. And yeah. I think sometimes word does get around on the bench as well because I'm sure the subs are on their phone. But I don't think for a second that influenced what happened in that no, last goal because no. you see the commitment and the bodies being yeah, thrown in away yeah. and all the rest of and it. And also it would have been an amazing scalp. You of know? course. Actually, you'd be talking about it, wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. And also, you know, how would you rather sit up off your own bat having got the draw you need yeah. or because John Walters has done you a favour? And yeah. also, you know, I guess QPR have also been relegated in, you know, talking about how would you rather go down. QPR got relegated at Reading and it was a nil-nil and both sides went down. It was one of the worst games of football, I think, potentially in the history of the Premier League. And yeah, both sides both sides were sort of laughing a little bit. And you just think, actually, that's kind of disrespectful and depressing. At least with this, if they were going to go down, they were going down as part of history. They were going down with a fight. Mm. Whereas, you know... Oh, and yeah, you know United fan could turn around to QPR and say... Well, you yeah, didn't, you didn't even... give it a go. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. No, a phenomenal end to uh, an intriguing uh, Premier League season and uh, Flo it's been a pleasure talking to you about that one I've actually also got another funny anecdote oh, as away. well as that I go mean on. I hope it's funny and that's going to be a bit embarrassing but um, after kind of the uh, the security guards parted um, a lot of fans started swapping scarves as they yeah. kind of like oh this is a bit friendly anyway so my brother gave away his really nice QPR scarf and at the time we'd just changed our badge to this mm. horrible like kind of Italian restaurant badge <laughs> and then um, so he gave away his really nice scarf with the old old badge on it and what he got back with was a city Hamburg half and half scarf and oh, he was a bit disappointed no. about um, but it was a nice gesture anyway so somewhere in my mum's house is a city Hamburg yeah. half and half scarf shared joy <laughs> shared joy uh, but, well nice one Flo it's been an absolute pleasure having you on Greatest Games on Football Ramble Day in association with the Blizzard of course check out theblizzard.co.uk Jonathan pleasure as always my good man cheers we'll you. see you next week everybody Aguero looking for the one two Balotelli drops he can win it! Oh! He's won the title! Surely for Manchester City! An unbelievable finish! Two goals in stoppage time! Has the title ever been won more dramatically than that? Who is writing this stuff? This was a Stakhanov production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.